You are Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere, but right here at Locked On, I'm Tanitra Batista. Alongside me is Deshaun Tate. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. The Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Deshaun, the Hawks are down four points with 30 seconds to go. Seemed like all hope was lost, but then Clint Capella makes a couple free throws. Bogdan Bogdanovich makes a couple free throws. Jalen Johnson makes a great defensive play. Dejon Murray goes down, gets the defensive rebound, takes it all the way down, and hits a game-winning three. You can start getting used to this, but the question is, should you? <laughs> right. Should you start getting used to this based on, you know, some of the things that we've heard coming up and around that we'll talk about in this episode, but first, Let's get T and Tate's takes on the magical dynamic 109-108 win over the Heat. Now, Tate, you said that your take was this. I think I saw them mature before our eyes, but I can't help thinking about the elephant in the room that I also saw. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, they. this is a team that, has matured before our eyes, if, if for not anything else, for one game. Uh, I preface <laughs> things two. by maybe two, maybe two. Um, first time that I think that we've seen a three consecutive win streak since yes. October, October going 20. in going into November. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and one of those, yeah, and one of those games was against you know one of the best teams in the league at the time, being the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, but you know, let's just be honest about it. Like it felt different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that we were on a text thread a little bit prior to, and just, you know, as I was kind of talking about how there's definitely those moments and stretches and possessions where, you know, it seems like this team plays, I mean, it's not a secret, you know, play it's, it feels like it plays with a little bit more fluidity, Mm -hmm. um, you know, than when you see Trey on the floor sometimes, or when he's not in the game or when he's not at the game or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, but this is just one that, you know, you I mean, we're smiling for the third game in a row. Like that's it's been a while <laughs> since we've been able to say that. Yeah. And it just definitely has a different feel. Now, in theory, we'd like to think, oh, yeah, we could do this even without Trey. Wait till Trey gets back. It's really going to be on then. I think sometimes you do have to kind of step back for a second and have some reservations before you say that just naturally as a person, if I'm just being completely honest for whatever that reason is. And then the last thing, I think it just made it that much more sweet that it happened against a quote unquote arch nemesis, if you will, or a Miami team. I won't go as far as saying, you know, that they're a a, a rival per se, Um, but, you know, a team that has clearly had the Hawks numbers over the last X amount of games. And just know how to bring that defensive pressure to the Hawks. And yeah. um, it was good to see them get a win all the way around. I, I don't even think it's a question. I really feel like, whether it is or isn't, it feels like the best win the, uh, of the season, hands down. Yeah, I would really have to think about another game that was as impressive as what we saw tonight. Milwaukee, maybe. Right, and I always maybe. say, but you know, for me, 
Milwaukee is not as impressive because I feel like the weirdest thing is that the Hawks have their number. <laughs> yeah, the Hawks that is can Best team, arguably, maybe better team only, the Celtics in the East on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. But the Hawks can hang with the Bucs. The Hawks always are on that struggle bus with Miami. They tend to get there, but there tends not to be over the hump. However, this year, you've got them in November, yeah. uh, losing by double digits, then losing by single digits in December. Now, here we are in January. They found a way to gut it out and get a one-point win. And if we're being honest, like you said, with the elephant in the room, before I tell you what my takeaway was, I would have to agree that the elephant in the room might be, well, you know, everybody tends to kind of step up their game and sometimes they can get a win without Trey. But be aware, that has a caveat to it. Because mm -hmm. we're not saying that they're winning just because, like, oh, yeah, they're always going to win yeah. if Trey, when Trey's not there. <laughs> because, well, no, you got to think. Everybody knows for sure that they have to step up their game when the number one go-to guy is not there, when your number one threat is absent. And obviously they kind of call this maybe like early afternoon, midday due to Trey having an illness, right? So mm -hmm. then think about the fact that some of those guys like Patty Mills and Bogdan Bogdanovich knew mm -hmm. they were going to have to play extra minutes. Trent Forrest knew he was going to have to play extra mm -hmm. minutes. So a couple of those guys even went to the arena and started shooting early because they knew they were going to have to get in rhythm. And it took us a minute, Bogey as an example, they took us a minute to see him kind of catch his rhythm. But thankfully, he caught it just in time, maybe midway through that third quarter, for it to actually matter when it counted most. So, mm -hmm. yeah, while I am never going to subscribe to the idiotic point of they're better when Trey's not on the court. No, what I'll say is some people are forced into better mm -hmm. play when he's not there and all of what he brings to the table all of the, you know, it's not there. So somebody's got to replace that 30 and 13. Like you can't just do it. And like Robert, Hey Robert, how's it going tonight? Thank you for always giving us a little lift. We appreciate you. You said, I guess when jobs are on the line, the Hawks play better. And you know what, Robert low key, that's exactly what I was trying to say without saying it say to me without saying, well, that's what we got Robert for. Because at the end of the day, the Hawks do play better individually, individually because they know. Like, if you want to stay on this team and prove that you belong here and prove that you should be a contributor, then you need to do something when your number's called. And I really feel like that was my takeaway. I can think of so many moments where every single Hawk did something to get this win. I can look at Sadiq Bay. Actually, it may just be a couple of rebounds. And it may just be 4 for 12 or 14. They were key. Exactly. You got him at key moments. Jalen Johnson, we just talked about him and getting a critical defensive stop in the end. Clint Capella, wait a minute. Did I say Clint Capella and hit two free throws in the same sentence? I sure did. Bogdan Bogdanovich hit two clutch uh, free throws. Onyeka <laughs> Okagu hit a three early in the game to give the Hawks one of those early leads, right? That's important, too, because it kind of builds confidence across time. We already talked about Patty Mills, and we already talked about uh, Trent Forrest, but also – Garris Matthews coming in and going three for four from the three. To that me, part. That part. If we can talk about all nine of these players in our first segment and give a comment or a compliment for every single one of them, I don't care whether it was a one-point win. I go with you, Deshaun. We'd be hard-pressed to find a better win from the Hawks this season. We'll talk a little bit more about some other key points that we saw in this game that we know you guys would love to hear about. More Hawks and Heat in the end one.
This episode of the Locked On Hawks postcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. They're one of our partners, and they have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to give you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see how Josh is picking out who rather Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. So I'm going to tell you guys two of my players. Actually, I will give you guys a bonus player if you don't mind. But of course, for this week, it's exciting to be able to tell you guys that we are able to give you DeJounte Murray twice because DJ has been balling out. DJ has been giving us close to, and tonight he actually got a double-double with 22 points and 11 assists but he's been giving you kind of that double-double feeling and flavor for a couple of games now, just really kind of that two-way play that we've been wanting to see for him. So that might be a guy who's a good bet for you, right? But, you know, there are some other guys that might be – there might be a one-two tandem that you might want to take a look at because that tandem might give you a little something as well. They've been back to them looking back like their old selves, like their championship selves, right? And that is – looking at what Nikola Jokic was able to do tonight and looking at what Murray was able to do as well. Both Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic averaging double digits, obviously, on the point side. And both of them are given double doubles. In fact, they were able to get away with a win. They eked one out against Boston tonight as well. So those are two players that you might want to watch just in case somehow you can pick them up in your lineup. It would definitely be a good look. Now, listen, the other piece there is talking about the perfect fit. One of the reasons the Nuggets are world champions is because it's because it's perfect fit with Murray and with Jokic. One of the reasons that the Hawks have played well the last couple of games was because also even in Trey's absence tonight, granted it was DJ as a one-man show, but often it's a one-two punch with those two, just like you get a perfect fit when you go to eBay Motors. So think about your dream ride. I got a car right now, and I'm always thinking about my dream ride, kind of leveling up my my SUV game. And you know who gives you an opportunity to do that? eBay Motors. 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride runs smoothly. But also, don't sleep on what they can bring to the table with how they upgrade your ride on the inside. I was able to get some really nice seat covers from them recently. But it's brake kits, it's LED headlights, roof racks, and more. And with eBay's, Guaranteed fit is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, I can tell you personally, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. So, Dejan, we got a Dejan. See, we're, look. He's starting again. He's getting my head. Listen, no, oh, no. You got my count. You got my count. That is three in a row. And you <laughs> know what? You know what? If we keep this up, right. you can call you, me what? You know what? You I'm can call, call me what? Listen. DeJounte. Listen, you can call me whatever you want as long as we can get this team. That is exactly. the third consecutive. That is the third consecutive postcast that you have almost called me DeJounte. And as much of a compliment slash insult that that could be considered 
I will own it every day of the week. If this, if we can just get that to be the reason that this team is adding a number to the left side of the result column, I love it. Exactly, because you guys got to know, it's like Deshaun, <laughs> this guy, this Deshaun Tate, and I rocked back for more than a decade, so he deserves to be like insulted if I call him anything but Deshaun. But like he said, it's a compliment if I'm calling him Deshaun Tate, because dude is calling his shot and he's making it happen. Mm. But like we said in the first segment, you can't just be impressed with what DeJounte did because in order for him to be in position to get that game-winning shot, the Hawks had to really, really play it up, especially in the fourth quarter because, of course, they went leaky in that third quarter. You and I were like, oh, here we go. But <laughs> give them credit for getting it done in the fourth quarter. But looking back at this game overall, what impressed you? Another thing maybe that impressed you the most about the world. I think overly is just the fact that they match the physicality. Like we talk about yeah. this heat culture and, yeah. you know, granted it's a great culture and all that kind of stuff. And, right. you know, that's cool. That's cute. And whatever they yeah. wore the special uniforms heat on tonight culture. with heat culture on it. Um, and, his, uh, and, and Udonis your, and we play, and we played spoiler. Exactly. Yeah. Playing spoiler always feels good and being able to do it in, in someone else's arena. I will say this much too, at least about the, you know, retirement of the uniform. I think, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty clear that I've been pretty clear, um, about how I think one of the things that our team lacks is, you know, outside of just like the vocal or emotional, you know, leadership, you know, when I mentioned something about how some of the best teams, what they have, the as much as everybody hates the Dylan Brooks and the Draymond Greens and, you know, Marcus Smarts and, uh, um, and you know, Udonis Haslam, maybe as much people love him, you know, there's still people that kind of dislike him with that edge and so forth. But every good team has to have that. And I think yeah. I hope that that's something by the way that the Hawk, I'm sorry, the way that the Miami Heat celebrated him tonight, it was for good reason. Yeah. And I hope that that's something that, you know, the Atlanta Hawks kind of take notes of um, and all of that. And I think we potentially even seen some of that from DeJounte Murray because it's not a secret that, you know, we, I've been very vocal and open about how we don't have that vocal leadership and amongst other things. And we talked about how we know we're not really sure that this team has that. Yeah. Well, one guy stepped up tonight who we said, if there's going to be a guy that has that and a guy that does have it, but he needs to bring it out more. Um, and not play, you know, second fiddle to say maybe this is somebody else's team, so I'm gonna kind of fall back a little bit because that's just the energy that I get. Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah. And 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 you didn't, and you know, you had some the total opposite of that tonight. So you know that you have that in your bag, and I think that that kind of speaks volume to this team. So definitely love the fact that they match the physicality. I'm not sure that that things, uh, you know, as that this game had, you know, the the meaning that it had mm -hmm. felt so good because of the simple fact probably that because it's against Miami. I mean, we hadn't seen yeah. this since last year when we, you know, prevented them or, or, you know, eliminated them from being able to get, you know, a higher seed in the, in the playoffs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And remember, this is also a team that's just coming off of a, you know, uh, a, a finals appearance as yeah. well. So this, all of this stuff, and it's a divisional right. opponent as well. So all yeah. of these things is, is a pretty freaking huge deal for mm -hmm. the Atlanta Hawks today. And um, they impressed me a lot. They look like they took a yeah. big step forward in the right direction. As they should, because if you think about the fact that you have to go back 22 games to find the last Atlantic division opponent to beat Miami in their own house. That's mm. something. So the Hawks did mm. something that has not been done in 22 contests. So again, it's big and it's the way that they did it. Like you said, matching physicality to physicality is 
huge. And it's something that like we have been preaching about. Now you've got to just keep stacking wins. Now you've got to look at every win and say, okay, what is it that we need to do in these closing minutes? How do you play a full 48? Because that was something Patty Mills talked about at halftime. Hey, we're looking good. We like where we are. There are a few tweaks that we need to make, but the most important thing we need to do is come back out for this whole, this entire 24 this mm-hmm. back 24 and mm-hmm. make sure that we bring that same energy. And I actually feel like other than that swoon in just the first part of the third quarter, let me get that straight because that second part of that third quarter is where bogey started heating up with his shot. And that's where we mm-hmm. started seeing a little mm-hmm. bit more of that lockdown defense where everybody was stepping up to try to guard their man a bit better or bring help. That's what was impressive to me. The fact that, Hey, your own teammate kind of called it out at halftime and then Took you a little minute, but you got there. I thought that was really impressive as well. And then another thing that was impressive, going to your point about having that dog on your team, like you said, Udonis Haslam might be the dog we all love to love, whereas Mm. mostly a lot of the dogs around the league we love to hate. But that dude, that's what we liked about him, the fact that he was so grimy and the fact that he didn't mind Mm -hmm. the fact, if you never knew who 40 was, he was mm-hmm. fine with that. All you need mm-hmm. to do is see that. All you need to know is that's the guy that helped them get the rings, period. And that's what I liked about what we saw tonight. But DeJounte Murray also knows what this Pete team is about because post-game, he said, hey, your coach tries to punk you. Don't let anybody punk you. So yeah. they already kind of knew. this is That's Heat culture, Eric's culture. They're going to intimidate you mm-hmm. in any shape or form that they can. And he said about his last shot that – it was not the best shot available. It was just like, okay, let's go home. So I'm coming down this court and I'm going to try to get the win. And obviously he did have a good look and he did take a good shot. So let's let's make sure we know that he showed some good basketball IQ there. But he mm-hmm. also had that dog in him, that 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 ride or die, that do or die. Yep. And he was like, yep. that's what I said. Let's go home. He said the same thing to a night ago and he hit the game when he died. <laughs> I want to go home. Boom. So obviously now he's talking about home from Miami back to Atlanta. But Deshaun, isn't this the DJ? The one that we said could be the vocal leader, the emotional leader, has that dog in it. We said a few nights ago. We saw it last season. We saw it Wednesday night. And now are we kind of hoping that maybe, hopefully, if he sticks around, because we, we know, we hear all the rumors as well, but maybe just maybe this is a peek into what we might see from him the rest of the season. And I'm hoping that that's the case. First, let me say this. I don't know why he's in such a rush to get back here to Atlanta, considering the, <laughs> considering the weather. Cause I'm like, me? I'm like, uh, yeah, I know that's the only thing I could think about at the, at that particular <laughs> point. And it's weird how, you know, playing at home, we don't necessarily play our best basketball. We play a little bit better right. ball on the road. In addition to the fact that, you know, the other night I mentioned something about how they were ice cold and, Obviously, probably colder from shooting inside of the building than it was outside. Well, ironically right. and coincidentally enough, they go to a warmer weather city and right. they played, you and know, like, like, like their hair is on fire. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, like, you know, when you're when you're mentioning about how um, DeJounte playing with that, you know, that edge and being that vocal leader, you saw him in those huddles yes. being vocal and barking yes. out signals, telling guys where they need to be. 
pumping guys up when they weren't necessarily, you know, doing well or playing well or some of the mistakes. We still see, see 15 turnovers. We need to still cut down on some of that. But, um, you know, without your primary ball handler and so forth, I mean, you can't really have too many, you know, gripes and grumps and yeah. um, too many sour grapes about it. But, yeah. you know, I thought that that was really impressive the way, you know, I think the teammates can see, you know, mm-hmm. his efforts in wanting to step up and be the leader that the team needs to be as well. You saw that yeah. not even just after you hit the big shot and after the game, but everybody showed him a lot of love. And I think yeah. that that's an energy thing. I don't think it's just about a, you know, a clout thing or whatever the case may be, or, Hey, everybody look at me thing, but it seemed genuine. It seemed very authentic. It Indeed. seemed very organic. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of the love that we as fans are given too, because it really felt like, and this isn't to say that we never do right. any other time, but it feels like we played the right way tonight. Guys weren't yeah. giving up. You know, we w- had a, you know, had to extend the rotation a little bit and different things like mm-hmm. that. Play some guys more minutes, like you mentioned, that typically yeah. don't play nearly as much. But um, but I thought it was good. I, I will always be able and forever be able to live with the fact that other teams might be better uh, yeah. or more talented on paper, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's all about competing. It's all about matching the energy. And it's all about standing in the gap and fighting. And yeah. that's exactly what this team do, win, lose, draw, or anything else in between. As long as they do that, I can live with it. If they would have lost this game, I would have felt mm-hmm. like it was as close to an A-plus on a loss that it yeah. could possibly get. And because yeah. they won, it made it just that much sweeter. Yeah, and I think my my little feelings would have been hurt for them because you hate to <laughs> yeah. see a team yeah. go this hard, no pun intended, but go this hard in the paint and not be able to reap the benefits of it with a W. So I really like what I saw. Like you said, show and prove is so important. He showed with what he was mm-hmm. saying in the huddles and kind of how he's working with this team the entire day. But he also proved from what he said about himself post game. he didn't take all the credit and he didn't neglect to say, but I have five turnovers and that's unacceptable. He had five, Trey had eight, team had 23 total. Tonight, he only had two, two turnovers. Mm-hmm. And the team got that turnover number down to 18. I agree with what you said. I don't like that it was still 18 turnovers. That's still about three, four, five too many for what mm-hmm. we prefer. But mm-hmm. if you can show game over game a little bit of an adjustment and improvement, then that's that maturity that you were talking about back in segment one. Well, guys, you know that we know it doesn't get any easier for these Hawks because they got to get on a flight and come home. And like you said, Deshaun, they have to come home from – the high in Miami tomorrow, 61, high, high, 21. But we'll talk about how they're going to get it done at these frigid tips in Atlanta when we come back with who's got next. This episode of the Locked on Hawks postcast is also brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS that's prize picks is it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. So think about this. It's the most fun you can have because you can literally win up to 25 times the money this basketball season. Just select two or more players pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You might want to look at your boys right here in your backyard. Trey Young, who's been going out of control, balling out of control with his 30-plus point, 10-plus assist games. He has the most, I think, in the NBA this season. It's crazy what he's been able to do. And also, if you look at DeJounte Murray, he's been pretty, pretty 
pretty consistent with his double doubles as well. So those are two players that you definitely want to look at. And you also may want to look down kind of that roster as well, because low key, Bogdan Bogdanovich has been hitting at least one three for every consecutive game since Ben. So just something to think about, guys. But think about this too. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy or in, so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So that's for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to prizepix.com slash NBA. Use code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A and type in that promo code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks, your daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Deshaun, like you said, we don't know if it's necessarily a hmm, rivalry per se with the Heat and with the Hawks, but we'll call them a nemesis. Another one of the Hawks' nemeses mm. in the Eastern Conference, those pesky Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. They just have really been tough for the Hawks to kind of figure out this season. They, they figured, it out, figured them out a little bit better last season, but it's been difficult. This season, they played them early on, on late November, and they got blown out by, I think, 22 points. But they closed the gap a little bit when they played them in mid-December, only lost by eight. But now it's time for the Hawks to get their first win of the season on the books against the Cavs. They got to come back home tonight, get themselves some rest and get reset for tomorrow to get that done. Yeah. I think one of the main things outside of, you know, the obvious, which is, it seems like kind of somewhat the um, Achilles heel for this team a little bit has been combination of its free throw shooting sometimes, especially in clutch moments. So you might look at the box score or whatever, what have you and be like, Oh, it wasn't that bad. But if you were watching the game, you could see in certain moments, those were the ones that you really needed the most. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're called free throws for a reason. Um, So between that, you know, and and, and the uh, and the turnovers, just taking care of consistently taking care of the basketball. I think that um, head coach Quinn Snyder has mentioned multiple times talking a little bit more so also about the communication piece for this team. So. To be able to see them consistently, you know, communicating and just keep on fighting, just keep on yeah. competing and, you know, staying in games when you're down and staying confident and shooting the ball with confidence, hopefully being able to get a little bit more stops. They don't necessarily get as many stops as I would like them to. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think they're one of the worst in the NBA, um, you know, you know, worst of the two or three or whatever have you at mm-hmm. on the tail end, 28, 29 or 30, I think 29 in terms of opposing, you know, uh, opposing teams points per game so defensive scoring essentially right um so you know I, I think that there you know there's there's some work to do um the hawks didn't win a championship tonight regardless as to how much it felt like it um but it didn't um and i'd also like to see in the event that we get trey young to come back and, and play i want to see him i want to see him and Dejounte kind of challenge each other a little bit yeah you know, yeah. I want to see some communication, but I want them to challenge each other. You know, there's yeah. this whole thing about Trey and Clint Capella, you know, challenging one another on the, you know, offense. I'm sorry, on the uh, on, on drawing charges or something like that for the season. I think there's this running storyline with like I want to see something very sim- similar to that, where by being competitive with one another, 
it's equating into some chemistry between one another. If, if any of that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. So those things would be nice to see. And we didn't see as many lobs on tonight either. We usually see a bunch of alley-oop dunks and things like that. Obviously, things are a little bit different for DeJounte than it is with Trey being the primary ball handler. But it was good to see that DeJounte Murray came over here from San Antonio as a number one option and as a point guard. We hadn't really seen very much of that since he was in a black and white jersey. Now being in Atlanta Hawks jersey, it was good to see him kind of get back to that so we could see that he still has it in Atlanta, you yeah. know for him this time indeed and i think it's important to note as well one of the other keys to the game will probably be something we saw tonight we heard in spurts every single member of that heat team but we never really heard one heat team member mentioned throughout and you mm -hmm. know my pesky you know there's this one thing that i say for every game who's that pex pesky x-factor guy you know just plug his name in because we don't know who the heck he is and he whoever he is is gonna torch the heck out of the hawks that's always my problem with the hawks i can't stand when you and i are having this conversation about this one dude that came out of nowhere right tonight it didn't mm -hmm. happen that yep, dude it didn't could have Right. It, it was almost Josh Richardson until it wasn't. It was almost yep. Duncan Robinson until it wasn't. Until so, it wasn't. And you and I had that conversation, by the way, Wednesday night as well. There was not a, one member of that magic team where we said, darn it, that X-Factor, that dude whose name we don't know, got there and went off with for the Hawks. Two things. We don't want to see that X-Factor type guy show his, rear his ugly head from deep in the Cavs mm -hmm. rotation. That's number one. Number two, Jared Allen is one of the bigs that the Hawks haven't figured out because a lot of times, like we saw tonight, Onyeka Okongu got in for those last couple of possessions, and that worked well for Quinn Snyder. A lot of times when there's a big that gives CC trouble, uh, Double O will come in. That's fine. I don't really care. All I know is that Jared Allen has given the Hawks trouble. So mm -hmm. whether that's CC, Double O, or another kind of somebody in that front court, just make sure you put a body on and keep your eye on Jared Allen. And finally, normally he would be like an X Factor for the Heat. Don't let that old X Factor named Max Drew show you up. Don't, <laughs> don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Because he was another one who, when he was a member of the Heat team, he literally, and yeah, right now, you know, he's Right, he's averaging about 13 per game with the Cavs, but you know mm -hmm. when he would play with against the Hawks, when he was a member of the Heat, it'd be more like 20, 22, 24, and you'd be like, what the heck just happened? Mm -hmm. So as long as those things can't happen, and like you said, execute in the little spaces and places, mm -hmm. I think the Hawks will be good to go. But hey, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll bring all that heat and energy back to you, no pun intended, but hopefully that is something that the Hawks will bring to the table tomorrow night. We know it's a quick turnaround for those guys but they'll be at State Farm Arena and they'll be ready and we'll be ready for you guys tomorrow night on our Lockdown Hawks postcast. As always, we thank you guys for stopping by. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and for more on the Hawks, also check out our guy Brad Brolin with Locked on Hawks. We'll see you next time.